Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. Of course, we're here thanks to the Committee for Wyndham. And if you want to find out more about them, what they do, the programs they have on offer, how you become a member and the benefits of becoming a member and what the organisation is all about, all you have to do is simply jump on their website uh, or go to uh, one of the social media platforms. Uh, the Facebook page is a beauty as well. So check that out. Today, you're going to meet Lockie Wales. Now, Lockie is a member at uh, one of the key players at Western United, uh, joined last season. The A-League season is not far away from a start, as is the W League season and we have some exciting news about Western United there to tell you about. But Lockie, of course, was part of the Ollie Roos team uh, that uh, entertained us so well and uh, uh, performed so terrifically uh, at the Tokyo Olympics. So he's not only an Ollie Roo, an Olympian, a Western United uh, alumni uh, and current player, uh, but also one of the brightest young stars on the soccer scene in Australia and hopefully headed towards a, a Socceroos uh, shirt at some stage. Now, uh, the uh, W League uh, is, is where the big news is for Western United at the moment. Uh, and uh, we talked to Lockie before this announcement was made, uh, but they will be joining the W League Western United for the 2022-23 season. Now, that's ahead, of course, of Australia hosting uh, the uh, FIFA World Cup for Women in 2023, that co-hosting that we have with uh, Australia and New Zealand. So some very exciting stuff happening in the W League, and now uh, Western United are part of that. The A-League season starts on the 30th of October. The W League season will start on November the 13th. And, of course, the other big news is that Western United have announced that uh, John Aloisi is their coach uh, for the uh, the coming season. So a terrific uh, get there uh, from Western United. So congratulations to him on that. And let's meet one of their star players now in Lockie Wales. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Um, have, have your feet touched the ground uh, since you got back from Tokyo? Uh, I think they touched the ground today. I um, went back into into the club and had a two k time trial, so um, <laughs> I realised pretty quickly that um, I, was, I was I was back today. So um, a nice little run to start me off and um, get back and see the boys. Don't you just flash the Ollie Ruse badge at them and you know the, the Australian <laughs> tracksuit and go, "Come on, boys, give me a break here." Yeah, I think um, a few of the boys have, you know. Giving it to me a bit there, uh, <laughs> taking the mickey out of me a bit about the goal and um, about the celebration. So uh, it's all in, all in good fun with the boys. I think um, they're all pretty proud of me deep down inside. Absolutely. What a moment for you, though. I mean, you, you're a train-on player and then the, the squads get kind of moved around and, and things change as they do with COVID and you're in the in the starting lineup in the first game and bang, in the back of the net. Yeah, it was, it was almost just written written in the stars for me. I, um, you know, really went over there with a good attitude and um, was lucky enough to train the house down in a certain extent in the first couple of weeks and uh-huh. uh, got an opportunity in the second warm-up game and kind of just took my chance from there. And, you know, it was just, um, yeah, it was almost just meant to be, wasn't it? Yeah. What was the experience like? Because everyone's talked about how different, I mean, we all loved watching it. It was it was captivating, whether it was you guys or the boomers or the aths or whatever it was, the swimming. Um, what was it like uh, inside that inside that Olympic bubble? Yeah, it was, um, as you said, probably the best way to describe it was uh, very different. 
there was not well for the football team we didn't go to the athletes village um we were based about 16 hours away in Sapporo so you know we we just concentrated kind of as a team and um in kind of a bubble restriction and just really got to know each other and enjoy each other's company over over the months we spent there um yeah we went uh two two weeks earlier than most of the other teams in the football to just to get used to the conditions and the humidity. So uh, for us boys, um, it was a massive, massively enjoyable experience. We we played three of the best nations in the world for football and to challenge yourself against them was, was unreal. Yeah. As a professional football, and you've been that for a few years now, was the Olympics something that was ever in your head space when you were coming up through the ranks, you know, through the Mariners? Um, n- not so much. I mean... I remember watching the Oli Roos in 2008 and uh, Central Coast boy Oli Dezenik was captain of the Oli Roos then. So I did watch a watch a game back then at uh, Gosford there at, at the stadium. And, you know, uh, the closer you get to the Olympics, you know, you start to hear more stories and, you know, how special it actually is to make the Olympics. So I think there's, a, there's a, some pretty ridiculous stats out there that if you play an Olympic game, I think there's only been four players you know, that haven't gone on to have, you know, a successful career either overseas or for the Socceroos. So yep. um, it's a massive achievement and, uh, you know, something that, you know, you probably don't realise now, but when you finish career, you realise how special that moment is. That Australian tracksuit will and that Australian shirt will, will certainly have pride of place in the, in the mantelpiece or the, you know, the memorabilia cupboard somewhere. Yeah, um, my old man's already shotgun them and <laughs> he, he'll be getting them framed up. Um, he loves getting the jerseys framed up, and I was I was a bit busy on the last day. I ran ran around and got all the boys to sign it, and um, yeah, got a lot of memorabilia here now. For, especially for my old man, he um, he's a bit of an old school old school person like that, and loves to keep all that stuff. So he'll be buzzing. Uh, now, obviously, you mentioned you're back at training today uh, with Western United. Uh, an exciting season ahead because there's been some changes uh, in the off-season and, uh, and and none bigger than uh, who your new coach is. Yeah, massive, massive change at the club with, um, you know, John Aloisi being appointed. He's obviously what he's achieved in football is massive. You know, uh, I think all us boys grew up watching him, you know, slot that penalty for Australia to get us <laughs> to back to the World Cup and then, you know, he's done a really good job at um, Melbourne Heart slash Melbourne City and Brisbane as a manager. So uh, to have someone like that in charge is, you know, a, a great thing for our club and especially for us younger players, you know, to learn off someone like that, especially as a forward, is a, you know, is a, is a really good step for me. Lockie, did it seem a different place when you walked in today? I mean, you, I know you've only had one season there, but did it seem a little different because John's now in, in charge? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think everyone's got a new, you know, fresh start and really looking to impress. And, um, you know, his training sessions have been really enjoyable so far and he seems very organised. So I think all the boys are just enjoying that fresh outlook, um, you know, a fresh start. And, you know, he's bringing some fresh ideas to the, to the page, which is really enjoyable for all us players. One of the things that Western United has done really well is, is get amongst the local schools and get out and about and uh, and have the players talk to some of the young kids who are you know looking at wanting to, to, to play the game and be involved in the game. What do you tell them about your journey? Was you, I mean, uh, you weren't always going to be a soccer player, but you, I mean, parts of your family played rugby league and you you were obviously very uh, good and uh, and uh, had the beach near. So you're into surf lifesaving. What do, what do you tell young kids about the choice you made to to 
go for the world game? Yeah, I think, um, you know, growing up near the beach and, um, you know, I grew up enjoying many sports, as you said, um, predominantly a, a rugby league family. Um, you know, all my brother, my brother and my cousins all play rugby league and um, my old man played rugby as when he was younger. So um, my grandfather got me into football. He um, he played for Bankstown first grade in Sydney back in the day. So he, he taught me about football and I was, um, you know, smaller than the other boys. So I went down that path and just, just found a love for the game. Um, you know, as my brother playing football, he found a love for that team environment and probably just telling kids, you know, to enjoy, when you're younger, to enjoy all sports. I think it doesn't really matter what sport it is. It's just, I think for me, playing all different sports was kind of a blessing because I didn't, uh, you know, narrow my focus to one sport and, you know, get burned out or anything like that. I just enjoyed, you know, any physical activity and um, kind of just excelled at football and, um, when when other other people hit puberty, it was a it was a, an easy decision to play to play the world game. And as you said, with um, Aloisi, you know, slotting that penalty, yeah. it was something on the TV to really look at and say, you know what, um, how good would it be to do something like that one day? And one of your great attributes as a player is your speed, uh, lightning fast, and that goes back to the old what is it, the old Wamberal Surf Life Saving Club and the and the beach sprints you used to do. Yeah, I um. Me and my brother grew up on the beach down there and, um, you know, we, we used to take a, uh, like a hose down to the beach every day and, um, you know, just work on that acceleration, especially over the first 20 metres. Um, in football, it's a, it's a great asset to have is your pace. So, um, yeah, that's probably where I got my pace from. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm really competitive. So, you know, whether it was ping pong, uh, sprinting, whatever with my brother, it was always, uh, you know, a great, great time in the backyard growing up. Um, you've landed at Western United, uh, played there last year, had a, you know, a reasonably good season yourself for them and obviously headed off to, to play for Australia with the Ollie Roos. What's the hopes for uh, for this coming season and, and what are you expecting out of this season? Because um, it could be in a hub, it could be uh, you know in a bubble somewhere. I mean, you've been it's been a nomadic club because the stadium isn't built yet, but what are you expecting out of this coming season? Yeah, I think, you know, coming here last year, um, you know, personally, as you said, I really enjoyed enjoyed my football last year, just getting a lot more match minutes and, you know, started to find a good rhythm and score a few goals and just really want to take that into this year with the team and hopefully the team, we can win more games and play, you know, play a bit, bit of a better brand of football and, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be pushing for finals this year and um, it'd be disappointing if we didn't make the finals. Um, we're in a good position last year and kind of just teetered out and, wasn't the way anyone wanted to finish. So, um, yeah, it's a, definitely a club that wants to be um, in the finals and whether whether that's in the hub, uh, whether it's games in Ballarat, Tasmania, wherever we're going to take the games to, um, we, we've got no excuses this year. We, we'll be definitely, definitely prepared and, yeah, we'll, we want to make the finals. Pretty exciting when you look at the plans for that stadium uh, in a couple of years' time when it, you know, they've, they've turned the first sod over and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's still a way off, but uh, certainly something that you'd want to be part of when it happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's something that attracted me to the club. Obviously, during this COVID pandemic and things like that, it's it's taking longer than expected. But um, you know, it, it's it's a good chance for us this year to you know come back, make the finals, uh, you know, really get some fans on board, and then. When the stadium starts getting built, we have that, um, you know, a lot of supporters around to go to 
in the West, you know, it'll be the only stadium, you know, owned by a sporting team in, in the country, which is massive, you know, to have your own stadium, your own training base. Um, it's, you know, European standards. So, uh, for us to, for Western to do that as a club is, it's a massive adventure. And obviously, as you said, it's taken a little bit longer, but, um, yeah, it's a good chance for us boys to, you know, build the culture of the club here. So when it does open that, uh, we've got a good fan base and a good membership to, to kick on from there. Yeah, absolutely. What do you learn from uh, from old heads that you've played with in this last uh, 12 months at Western United, like Barisha and like uh, Diamante, uh, a couple of the old heads in the competition, but uh, but shrewd and smart and very clever players? What have you learned from those two? Uh, a lot, you know, um, playing with uh, someone like Diamante, you know, he's a creator and, you know, my job's kind of to make those runs with my speed and, you know, he'll just put the ball on the platter for you almost. So it's been really enjoyable and, you know, to pick apart his brain and watch him every day with how professional he is on and off the field and just his enjoyment for the game, I think, has been the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, football, sometimes you can lock yourself in a corner and, you know, overthink things and, um, you know, put too much pressure on yourself. I think he's really shown me that... Um, you know, to enjoy football, you just have to be yourself, your own personality and, um, you know, take that to the field. And uh, with Beth, you know, it was awesome when and off someone like that who, you know, you've seen growing up when with the A-League and what a great goal scorer he is. So kind of taking um, his instincts almost, trying to pick his brain where, where he moves in the box last year. And I think that really helped me to, to get some more goals. And, um, yeah, both of them are great players and, you know, really good people to have around the club. That's a, a terrific lesson uh, from uh, Diamante in terms of just enjoying the sport and not getting too, not being too hard on yourself because sometimes it, he, he never looks like he's not having a great time out there. Yeah, and exactly, and, and that's why you fall in love with the game. You know, as a five-year-old kid, you, you, you're not worried about uh, winning winning or losing so much. You're, you're just out there for the enjoyment. And, um, yeah, it's almost like he's 10 years old kicking the ball around with his mates at, at times, so... I mean, um, he also is, he hates losing. I can tell you that at training. If he loses something, he's, he's blowing up and he's uh, speaking in Italian and he's not happy about it. So, um, he's definitely competitive as well, which is, which is always a good thing. You've experienced the Ollie Ruse, uh, you know, over in Tokyo and had a, had a great time doing that, obviously. Um, what about uh, becoming a soccer Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you'd to have a taste of that environment and, you know, to, to play a few games there was unreal with the with the Socceroos staff, Graham Arnold as the coach and you know, all the backroom staff that work with the Socceroos is unreal. I mean, um, if I'm honest with myself, I'm probably a little bit little bit away from the Socceroos at the moment. It's probably not even in my, you know, short-term goals, but it's definitely in my long-term goals to yeah. hopefully one day be capped for the Socceroos and, um, you know, play for your country would, would be um, something that, you know, no one can ever take away from you. And, um, yeah, I think Western, you know, this year, a big season at Western could put me in a good good spot for that. Yeah, absolutely. What about overseas, uh, Lockie? It's, it's, it calls, it's calling comes a lot to uh, to our young players, and we've got so many great young players uh, playing overseas at the moment. Is that something you, you look forward to having the opportunity to do? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, every every player wants to test themselves against uh, at the highest level you can, so... Um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm aiming towards. Um, you know, I'm a bit of a late developer, so, you know, I, I don't mind 
you know, working on my craft in the A-League and, um, you know, if I can have a big season here at Western and, you know, a few clubs after the Olympics and a, a good start to the season come looking, I would, um, you know, definitely be interested in going to have a crack over there. It's um, it's difficult with COVID and, you know, for for an Aussie like me, it's difficult with, um, you know, visas and things like that because, yeah, um, yeah but uh, it's definitely, definitely something I'd love to do and, you know, if that opportunity comes, I'd... I'd be more than happy to go test myself. Well, let's hope it's an incident-free season in terms of you know the uh, the uh, the things that we've seen happening in in all codes with uh, with COVID stopping games and having games moved and all that. Let's hope we get as an incident-free a season as you possibly can in the A League. Good luck uh, with Western United and uh, the fact that they you know sit in the city of Wyndham and that uh, new stadium that's going to be built there in Tarnit makes it a, a really big part of uh, of this city. So thanks for your time, Lockie, and good luck for the season, mate. No worries. Thank you for having us. Cheers. Thanks to Lockie for his time and good luck to uh, not only Lockie but the whole team. They've got uh, signed some very good names uh, for the uh, coming season and that will hopefully get underway on October 30th. The uh, fixture for that is due out uh, fairly shortly. The W League uh, competition will get underway on the 13th of November. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Western United will be joining the W League competition for the 2022-23 season. That's ahead of that uh, FIFA World Cup that Australia and New Zealand are hosting in 2023, which will be absolutely uh, massive uh, for the uh, for the world game and for women's footy uh, in uh, in Australia and uh, across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, once again, thanks to Lockie for his time. Hope you enjoyed this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. Don't forget, if you want to find out more about the committee for Wyndham, it's as simple as jumping on the website or on the Facebook page and you'll find out all the details. Till the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.